Welcome to the Right Way Christian Center podcast. Here at Right Way, we exist so that people may know God personally, grow in God relentlessly, and show God compassionately. We hope that you grow because of this message today. <laughs> oh God, I like to pray. You like to pray. Let's make it a group. I like to save. You like to save. Let's make it a group. Lift your Bible, your mobile device over your head. Let's make this confession. Say, this is my Bible. I believe the words in it. I can do what it says I can do. I can have what it says I can have. I believe there's power in the Word of God. I'm about to receive the seed of the Word of God. And the devil cannot steal, will not steal my seed. But I will prosper from what I receive today. And from this moment forward, I will never be the same. Say this, the Word of God is the answer. The answer is in the Word. Amen. Amen. Turn to Genesis chapter 1, verses 14 through 18. Hold your place there. I'll meet you there momentarily. We uh, started a series on last week entitled Boot Camp Faith. Boot Camp Faith. Today we're in lesson two. And we're talking about the power of our faith. Our theme is the basic concept of faith. These, these, this is elementary, the ABCs of faith, because we've got to get this faith thing locked down. The Bible says that we walk by faith and not by sight, that the just shall live by faith. Romans chapter 10 verse 8 says, this is the word of faith which we preach. And so as believers, we've got to get our knowing and our foundation wrapped around and solidified in this thing called faith. So today we're going to talk about the laws of nature, God, and faith. The laws of nature, God, and faith. We said it was boot camp. So what is boot camp? Boot camp is a military training camp for new recruits. It's a short, intensive, and rigorous course of training. Listen to this. Boot camp lays the foundation for the soldier's success. So we're laying the foundation for faith so that we can have success in earth through Christ Jesus, right? Because we live by faith. See, for the believer, we live by faith. We engage life through faith. We have relationship with God by faith, watch this, and we defeat the enemy with our faith. So faith is vitally important to the believer. Let's talk about the laws of nature. There in Genesis chapter 1, Genesis chapter 1, verse 14 through 18, they're going to put it on the screen because I'm going to be reading from the New Living Translation. It says, then God said, are you with me? You got to say, I got it. You're ready to say, come on. You need some time, say, wait a minute. Okay, wait a minute. I heard one back there. I will. I will. The rapture won't. You know it. Here we go. Verse 14, then God said, let the light appear in the sky, separate the day from the night. Let them be signs to mark the seasons, days, and years. Let these lights in the sky shine down on the earth and that it and that is what happened. God made two great lights, the larger one to govern the day and the smaller one to govern the night. 
He also made the stars. God set these lights in the sky to light the earth, to govern the day and night, and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. So we're going to talk about three things today, right? Number one, what are, what are laws of nature? What are laws of nature? Well, the laws of nature, they are defined as the consistent principles which govern how the physical world works. Stay with me. It is laws of nature are the consistent principles which govern how the physical world works. For instance, we have the law of gravity. We have uh, the law of planetary motion. We have the law of physics. We have the law of chemistry. We have the law of mathematics, time, and space. And these laws uh, are the consistent principles which govern how this physical world works. And so why did, why did God create the laws of nature? Here's the answer. God created the laws of nature so that there would be order, predictability, con continuity, and balance in the natural world. Now let me say that because this is very important. Now remember now we're in boot camp and the purpose of boot camp is to lay the foundation for the soldier's success. And if we're going to have success as believers, we have to have the right foundation. Come on, say the right foundation. And the foundation for the believer is faith. Hallelujah. And if we're going to have success, we've got to have the right foundation. The, the, the um, recruit is also put through boot camp. So that a, 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 mindset, a, a mindset of the civilian world is somewhat scrubbed away and a, a militant mindset is then built up on the inside of them. Now, that thing is so strong that even to today, I still fold my clothes and make my bed the same way I made my bed when I joined the military in August the 28th, 1989. Even when I'm talking sometimes, somebody asks me something, I'll say, say again. Because that's how, that, that was the way that we responded if we didn't understand what someone said. We would say, say again. We, in the civilian world, we say, what did you say? Well, that's unpermissible in the military. In the military, they trained us to say, say again. Are you listening to me? And, and they trained us for the success in that world that we had now become a part of. Oh, God, I hope you're listening. That means that you can be saved, and if you don't know faith, and faith is not your foundation, you will not experience the success that comes along with salvation. The Bible says many foundations are, are laid, but, but there's only one foundation that can be laid, and that foundation is Christ. That's the foundation that we have to be established on. Are you listening? And so... Why did God create the laws of nature? He created the laws of nature so that there would be order. Come on, say order. order. Predictability. Continuity. And balance in the natural world. Now, now listen. Here, for example, the law of gravity. We'll just use one real quick. If you drop a ball, right, we all know that it's predictable with, within all of us what's going to happen to that ball, right? What's going to happen to that ball? 
that ball is going to fall. If you drop a feather, it's predictable. The law, of, the law of gravity will kick in against the ball and against the feather, and it may fall slower, but it's the law of gravity states that anything that the law of gravity grabs hold to, or that principle is there so that everything does what? Come, everything comes down. So it works the same way every time for everyone regardless of their ethnicity, regardless of the circumstances, or even regardless of personal conditions, that law of gravity works the same way for everybody, the same way every time. Do we agree with that? And so, so the entrance, here's a note though, the entrance of sin has created an imbalance and a disorder in the earth. See, when God first made the earth and first made man, everything was supposed to operate, function, and be governed by faith. So faith is nothing that God had to come up with because Adam fell. Everything in the earth was designed to operate and function under the order or by the order of faith. Now catch this. So when Adam fell... Everything under him failed. So when Adam fell from God, he fell out of faith and an imbalance happened. The same imbalance, excuse me, that happened in Adam's life happened in the earth. You got it? Okay, let me show that to you real quick. Go to Genesis chapter 2. We got we to we see this. The problem in the, you know, I was watching something and the girl was talking about God and you know, she just had a, a, a run of things that she had questions about. And I thought, man, the, it, it's very simple to me to understand why we are where we are. Because if your lights are off at your house, it ain't because God turned them off. It ain't because it ain't God turned them off. It, it, it's because there was an imbalance in how you handled your money. Right? Because it wasn't the duty of God to keep your house balanced. It was the duty of the one that he put over the house to keep balance. So if there was imbalance in the person, then the imbalance will inevitably show up in the house. So imbalance showed up in the earth because the one that he made that was first right became imbalanced and everything under him fell into that same imbalance. As a matter of fact, so much so that everything was supposed to be born after the first Adam. Everything was going to be born after Adam, so everything that would have been born after Adam, if Adam had not have fallen, would have been born out of faith. But when Adam fell, everything became born like Adam, fallen. That's why we have to be born again so we can be born back into what Adam fell out of. So when we get born again, we get born back into balance. That's why faith is so important because faith was an initial part of Adam before he failed. Hallelujah. Okay, okay. Well, well, I don't have to show that to you because, well, I, I went over there. So I know the young, the young recruit's going to say, you got to show it to me. Okay. Um, look, look, at, look at verse 31, Genesis 1 and 31. Real quick, Genesis 1 and 31, and then we're going to skip over to uh, the chapter 3 to verse 17. 1 and 31, y'all got it? All right, everybody read. And God saw everything that he made. It was good, right? 
No, it was what? It was very good. Now, if you've had, if you've had some real macaroni and cheese up against some macaroni and cheese, you know the difference between good. Come on now, we got some macaroni eaters in the house. And everybody that's calling their macaroni and cheese very good. Let's just say they're not telling the whole truth and nothing but the truth. You got it. Now, go to Genesis 3 and 17, though. Well, watch this now. Let's, let's see if it's still very good. Read. And unto Adam he said, because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife and hast eaten of the tree. Stop. He told him not to eat of that tree, right? Okay, go back to Genesis chapter 2. Verse 17, isn't that amazing? We're reading 3 and 17, and we're going to go back to 2 and 17. Read 2 and 17. But of the tree of the knowledge of, uh-huh, uh-huh. In other words, you're going to die away or be separated from the very goodness of how you were created. And you're going to have this experience, this experiential knowledge. Here's what that really means. It, it, the tree wasn't good and evil. That, that, it, that it wasn't good and evil. Because remember, everything God made was, was very good. So everything Adam would experience in life, at the least it would be good. Right? But God made it very good. So it's not saying that the tree had on it good and evil. Listen, listen, you got you to catch it now because the, 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 oh God, the Old Testament is, is kind of poetic in its flow. So, in other words, you're going to have an experience with knowledge that will be good evil. In other words, it will seem good, but it's going to be evil. It, it wasn't good and evil because he was getting... In other words, he would not have been able to experience good had he not eaten from the tree. But God had already made everything very good. So there was no need for that tree to have good on it. It would be an experience with good evil. In other words, the thinking that the wrong is right or is good. Okay, I mean to go, if any of you struggling with it, I sympathize with you. But, 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 but it's a nut and a bolt. It's not two bolts can't screw into each other. Two bolts can't hold nothing together. And two nuts can't hold nothing together. It takes an opposite, a nut and a bolt, and they were made to fit each other. In, in other words, you can't even touch two positives together just like you can't touch two negatives. It takes a positive and a negative, and the positive and the negative makes it good. But if you got two negatives, even though you want to put them together, it still won't work because both of them are carrying the same thing. So they have no ability to produce anything other than what they bring. But now we've been taught that that is good, but it's not a good. It's a good evil. Was that a safe way to put it so you can get it? 
Thank you. Because one carries an egg and another carries a seed. And two seeds don't do nothing with each other. Neither can two eggs. It takes a seed and an egg. Was that a nice way to put it? And now we believe now that it's, that it's good, but it's not good. Because the man ate from the tree, he calls that evil good. Okay, okay, that's, that's it. That's just, that's just one explanation. Ain't there nobody hating on nobody. We all got different struggles. I'm not talking about the struggle thereof. I'm talking about the agreeing action that it's right. You will have an experience with a good evil. Because that's what he's saying they will do when they eat from that tree. They will call evil good. Okay, he said don't eat from it. You're going to die. You're going to be separated you're going to be separated from God. You're going to, it don't, it's not necessarily physical death, though it can be, but you're going to be separated now from this very good. Now, okay, back over to Genesis 3.17. 3.17. But of the tree of the, okay, and unto Adam he said, read, because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, hast eaten of the tree, of which I commanded thee, saying, thou shalt not eat of it. What happened to... What happened to the very good thing? That is right there. I will never question you on something that's not in the Word. What happened to the very good thing? It became cursed. Uh, did God curse it? Who cursed it? Adam cursed it. Because of you, it's cursed. Because it was under Adam, Adam's governing. And everything under Adam fell when he fell. Prime example, don't pay your light bill. Not only will the lights be off to you, they will be off to your children too. Because it's their fault. They can't walk in a room and the lights come on and say, it's not your fault, so we're going to give you some light. Or we're going to allow you to take a hot bath because you, your bad mama or daddy didn't pay the bill. No, watch this. They have to suffer because they're under you as a result of your decision. Does that make sense? But the good news is the second Adam came and put back on the tree what the first Adam took off. So you're free. We're free. But faith ushers us into that freedom. You can be gifted and gifted in your gift and still be operating like you cursed in the earth. Now, let's move. Let's, 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 let's get this. I just wanted to show you where this came from because everybody, why would a good God and why would a God let? And why God didn't let. He said don't eat from the tree. But he had to let Adam have free will. He couldn't slap his hand every time he went to the tree. As a matter of fact, it was his job to manage the tree. Just don't eat from it. Just don't eat it. It's your, you, you're going to have to keep it clean. You're going to have to purge it. You're going you're gonna to have to do all of that. But Adam, that one is not yours to eat. Because you're not supposed to eat the tithe. You're just supposed to manage it. It's going to fall in your hands, but don't eat it. Okay, that's a whole other message right there. I'm going to back up out of that one. You may not be ready for that one. It was Adam tithe, and he ate it, and we see what happened to his tithe because he ate his tithe. So he separated himself. God did not. 
Okay, okay, okay. So, 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 so. The interest of sin has created an imbalance and a disorder in the earth. Listen, though. That's why, listen to me carefully. That's why we have sickness. That's why we have death. That's why we have destructive storms. That's why we have divorce. That's why we have prejudices. None of that is from God. All of it was in the tree. He said, Adam, don't eat it. And you'll never have to see that evil in the earth. So it got here because of Adam. I see how some of you are looking at me. So let me, let, uh, when we look into the Old Testament, it's an incomplete revelation. So we need to step into the New Testament and then put hermeneutic, that's, that's a theological term, uh, glasses on. So now when we look back to the Old Testament, we can understand it more better. Does that make sense? Okay, so go to Romans chapter 5. I'm going to prove it to you here. Then I got to move on. I got to keep on moving. Don't stop though because uh, I I, this is not the whole of my message, but I need to get some of you because a lot of people are, are not serving God because they want to blame God for everything like it's God's fault. And it's not God's fault. It, it was Adam's fault, but we don't have to blame no more because the second Adam, Jesus, Abinadam, that means the second Adam came and did right everything Adam did wrong. And so our focus should be on what was made right, not what was done wrong. But if anybody got questions, you should be able to tell them how we got here, how we got to where we are, how we got to I want to do right. My mind telling me no, but my body telling me yes. I need to be able to, <laughs> I need to, be able to tell you why my body is saying yes. My body is saying yes because Adam, by eating of the tree, said yes to let the evil in the body. Now, so you ain't a bad person. Come on, come on, come on. Get yourself off the hook. You're not a bad person because your body wants something that you really don't want. Okay. Trying to free you up today. Uh, verse 12, Romans 5 and 12. And then I'm done. Let's go. Romans 5 and 12. Look at this. Okay, read. Wherefore. Stop. Okay, and what? And death by sin. And so death passed on for all, for all have sinned, having, having not even sinned, but sinned because we all came out of Adam's loins. And just like your children favor you, we favor Adam. So when we get born again, we favor Jesus. <laughs> That's good right there. Why you look like Jesus? God Almighty. All right, all right, all right. So let's, let's move on. Let's move on. Let's talk about God the Creator. Go to Matthew chapter 14, verse 24 through 25. Matthew 14, 24, 25. Did they shave my time? You shave my time off for me? Okay, good. Matthew 14, 24 through 25. For the sake of time, I'm going to catch it on the overhead because I got to move. I need to share something with you. Meanwhile, while the disciples were in trouble far away from land, for a strong wind had risen, and they were fighting heavy waves. About 3 o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them walking on the water. Come on, say Jesus was walking on the water. Come on, say Jesus was defying the laws of nature. This is going to be so good. Come on, let's keep reading. Let's keep reading. Uh, when the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. In their fear, they cried out, it's a ghost. But Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage. I am here. Then Peter called to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Come on, say defying the laws of nature too. Yes, 
come, Jesus said. So Peter went out over the side of the boat and walked and defied the laws of nature toward Jesus. Is that, is that my last verse? But, but with, uh, yeah, yes, yeah, yes, come. I guess she was saying, yeah, read it again. Yes, okay, yes, that was my last verse. Thank you. So, so watch this now. Number one, God, the creator, is not personally limited by the laws of nature that govern men. God, the creator, is not personally limited by the laws of nature that govern men. The same waves and when that the disciples were struggling with, Jesus was walking on. Catch this now. And then number three, God the creator, in relation to his involvement with men, has chosen, listen carefully, in his sovereignty to restrict himself to operate in the earth through man's free will, prayers, partnership, and faith in him. Let's read that again. Let's read that again. Now, we say God is not personally limited. You got it? Who is not personally limited? But, but who is? We are. But now catch it. This last one, man, it's a staple point. But God the creator in relation to his involvement with men has chosen in his sovereignty to restrict himself, to operate in earth through man's, come on, say mine, through my free will, through my prayers, through my partnership, and through my faith in him. So God is only restricted in the earth, his sovereignty, he made that decision, that he will not go beyond you, in, in personal relationship, he will not go beyond your free will. He will not go beyond your prayers. He will not go beyond your partnership. Watch. And he will not go beyond your faith. Now, you say you need scripture proof. I ain't got no problem. See, I got, I got to get you. I got to get you out of that saddle that God is going to do it when he gets ready. No, God is already ready. My God from heaven. He's, he's not already ready. He's ready, 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 ready. <laughs> ready? God is already ready. But God in his sovereignty has restricted himself that he's not going to go past your free will. He's not going to go past your partnership. He's not going to go past your prayers. And he's not going to go past your faith. That's why the scripture says he is able to do. I'm getting happy now. Exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask or think watch this here's the restriction according to the whoa that's working in you so watch this sit back folk that say God gonna do it in his time are restricting him not freeing him Woo, I just said something Dan. did you hear me I said sit back Christians that say God gonna do it when he get ready are restricting him not freeing him he says he's gonna do it according to the power that's working and he says my ability in your life is that I'm able to do exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask or think are y'all listening 
Matthew chapter 19, verse 26, just write it in your notes. He says uh, uh, that, that uh, with men, it's impossible, but not with God. For with God, all things are possible. But where's the all, what, watch this, what is the all things relegated to? Uh, all things are possible with God. All things are possible. Wait a minute. With, with men it's possible. But with God, all things. There's another text that says all things are possible to him that believeth. So the possibility of God is freed and released from your belief, from your faith. Your faith frees and releases God. Watch this. Here's Peter. Here's Peter. Lord, if it's you. That's why, now let me, I want to stick this in here. <laughs> that, that please don't go to the beach. You get what I'm saying? Don't go to the beach. Please don't do it. Please don't do it. Don't go to the beach and take you a raft. You know what I'm saying? One of them paddle rafts out there, right there where it drop off at, and you can't swim, and talking about, Lord, I want to walk on water, and then try. You get what I'm saying? Well, uh, uh, just let me know what you want me to preach, because I can already, I can already tell you where that's going. Because watch this. Peter, Peter, Peter had to get permission. He said, if it's you, you tell me to come. And watch this. Jesus says, yes, come. Are you listening to me? And so, so I can move quick. Faith, faith in God causes you to live a limitless life. Anybody want to live a limitless life? Listen, listen, I'm all for, listen, God gave, God gave Adam work. I'm all for work. I'm all for work. But come on, man, they'll never pay you what you're worth. <laughs> they'll never pay you what I'm all, I'm all for work. I'm all for them degrees. God, we're his children. We're his children, right? And God has given us faith. And through our faith, we have the ability to live a limitless life. Are you listening to me? Let's talk about faith in God. Back over there at, at 14, 28, 29. Look at Matthew 14, 28, 29. Real quick. Matthew 14, 28, 29. New Living Translation. Ooh, my time is escaping me. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, uh, 14, Matthew 14, because I'm going to do it. Okay, then Peter called to him. Now Peter begins to sink, but look what happened. Peter called to him saying, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Uh, yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over the other side of the boat. And walked on the water. So notice now he had to act out on what he was asking. He, he didn't ask and stand still. Come on, new recruit. He acted out on what he was asking. And many of us are praying but putting no action to our prayers. We say we in faith, but show me, show me your faith without your works. And I'll show you my faith by my works. That's James chapter 1. So many of us have, say we have faith, but we have no accompanying actions to support us saying we're in faith. Now, now listen at this. Listen at this. Listen at this. Number one, faith in God supersedes human limitations. You better write that down. Faith that this word supersede means to set aside. It means to override. It means to suspend. It means to make inferior. Faith in God supersedes humans' limitations. Everybody trying to get that sin and find that eye and, and trying to, you know, uh, uh, they, they got this little thing. Now they talking about this little place in your head that God gave, you know, all this other type of stuff. No, no, no. It's faith in God. It's faith in God that supersedes all limitations. Think about it. When you're trying to get your sinner and find your oneness and your harm, look, look who you're still dealing with. You're still dealing with you. 
You're still dealing with you. You're still dealing with you. You've yet to get out. You can't think that the balance of all of this, the sun, they say if it came an inch closer to the earth, it burned the earth up. If the moon uh, shifted an a, a inch back, everything would flood. You can't believe that a big bang theory. Come on now. Oh, if, if we were made for monkeys, you mean why hadn't one of those monkeys in the zoo walked out the cave and say, man, I'm so glad that season of my life is over with. Come on now. What, what, what's, what stopped them from turning? What stopped the monkey from turning into a human? And you get boo-boo the fool and get to believe it in all that mess. Science, listen, I love science, but science just tells us how. Science don't tell us what. Science is the study of. That's the definition, which means that it had to be something here for science to study, which means that if there's nothing here, there is no science. So why would you put all your faith in the secondary? My God from heaven. Hallelujah. I need science to prove it to me. Do you? Uh, imagine now, the molecule, the molecule was there the whole time. Uh, it, science just... Man finally came up or caught up to what God had already done and created the microscope so that they can see what was already there. As a matter of fact, for you, believe, for you to believe that there's something out past the Milky Way, that's not science, that's faith. Because watch this, it's the substance of things and the evidence of things. So you don't, you don't see that there's anything past the Milky Way, but you want to know and you act on it. That's faith. So even science has to use faith. So if science is using faith, why aren't you? They had to step out on hope and create a glass that could look past the natural eye for something that they believed that was there, but really had no evidence that it was. That's faith. I just need science to show me. You go, you, you, you. Okay. Okay. All right. I got, oh, Jesus, three minutes over. Okay. Uh, so, so let me say this. Life has walls. Right, right. This, this, I, I have a floor that I'm standing on. I, I have a ceiling over my head. We are, we are enclosed in this room by walls. Listen to me carefully. But, and, and so by having walls and ceilings and floors, we, we have what's called limits. Right, right. Oh, there's, there's more room on the other side of that wall right there. But that wall, but that wall creates a limit of you getting to the rest of the space that's on the other side of that wall. But there's space over there, but you got a limit. You got a wall that's limiting you and us or we from getting to that extra space. But, but now watch this. Faith removes the limits. <laughs> Are you listening to me? I said faith removes the limits. Humans can't walk on water. Peter, faith calls him to set aside human limitations. And number two, faith in God supersedes the laws of nature. Faith in God supersedes the laws. Yes, we're going to get our credit right. That's what we're supposed to do. As a prosperity teacher, I'm teaching you whole life prosperity. So our credit speaks of our name. We're working to get our credit right. And I believe these are things that God put in the earth. But now, but now God ain't limited to that though. God ain't limited to that. We should get it right, but God ain't limited to that. Are you listening to me? Come on, say God ain't limited to that. 
We can still, you can wear the best, eat the best, drive the best, and go first class. You can do it all by faith. So, one word from God, come, act it on, set aside the laws of nature. That one word, Peter walked on water from one word. Come on, say from one word. The one word was come. Once he got permission from God, all the limits were off. That's why Satan want to keep you from the word, because he knows that if he can keep you from the word, he can keep you limited. The Bible says Satan comes immediately to steal the word. He, 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 he wants to do everything he can to get you away from the word. Because if he can get your word, he can limit you. That, that's, his, that's his goal. Can I, can I, can I? Thank you. Because if he can get you away, I just, I remember what phone is yours now. If he could just get you away, if he could just get you away from the word, man, he going to keep you, he going he gonna to keep you, remember that's yours. He going to keep you limited. This is what you're using for your word today? Yes, ma'am. So if he can get you away from the word, he could just, he can, thank you. He can keep you limited. That's, that's all. Let me, can, yeah, can I, just see, he can keep, once he gets you away from your word, then he keep you limited. So he, he ain't really trying. His fight ain't big. He ain't got to have no big fight. Because look at all these limits I just put on them. I took your word. What you going to do now? What you going to do now? See, what if, God, what if God gave you a prophetic word that, that he gave to you in, in, in me preaching of your next step or something that he wanted to do, right? How, where's that? I see, now you, you finally caught hold of it. See how sad you are now? And, and, that, and, and this how many believers look. You don't need all that church where he just gets you away from your word. You ain't reading because you're too busy trying to make money. So, hey, same like, yep, that's why, that's, where I, that's why I want to believe that. Because if I can get them like that, I got them away from their word. Look how he looking at me like, man, give me my phone back. How in the world? I've been doing this same illustration for over 15 years. 15 years of this ministry, I've been doing that. I've, I've, I've said it, watch this, and you heard what I said. That if Satan gets you away from the word and you still. See, because you looked at me and I'm innocent. Right? You, you, you know pastor. Right? But the Bible says Satan can be transformed into an angel of light. And his ministers, ministers of light. So, so always, don't let nothing take you. From your word. I went, who? There was your right here? Yeah. Rashawn, how you, how you feel that test, Rashawn? Uh, that's yours right there? That's yours right there. Don't, don't ever let nobody take your word. That's Mark chapter 4. The Bible says he come immediately to steal. He comes immediately to steal the word. Immediate. Arguments between husband and wife. So immediately steal the word. Disagreements with your boss that will cause you to act in an ungodly manner. He comes immediately to steal the word. You can't let Satan steal your word. Amen. Don't funk that test again. I'm going to try it at 1030 serve and see what happens. Same time. Give God a hand clap of praise. I'm done. We'll, we'll get into it on next week. Amen.
Thank you for tuning in to our podcast. If you were changed by this message today, help someone else by sharing on your social media platforms. You can partner with us to continue to reach more people by giving at rightwayccc.org or on the Givelify app. Make sure to subscribe so that you're the first to know when a new episode is available. Thanks for listening.